Hi everyone, my name is Lisa Welsh and you're listening to Microgreens for growers and consumers. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about our growing media. A lot of growers use a lot of different types of media. There is mats, there is screens, there are soils. And amongst those topics, there's a number of different products available for all. But I didn't want to get into necessarily what one is better or worse because honestly I feel like sometimes the seed will tell you what's better or worse for it. Um, I grow using actually all three methods. I have some things that are grown on screen, some things that are grown on soil, and some that are growing with mats. So I guess I am uh, whatever, an assortment of things. But I thought I'd talk to you more specifically about perlite. Perlite is one of the things that growers add into their soil or sometimes I've been noticing a lot of hydroponic growers are actually just growing straight through uh, perlite and vermiculite only. So I thought we'd talk about it a little bit. Perlite is a form of volcanic glass that is mined all over the world. It is an amorphous volcanic glass that has a high water content. Um, it's typically formed by the hydration of obsidian. It occurs naturally and it has the unusual property of expanding when heated. So that's kind of cool. Um, it's mined using open pit methods, such as ripening or blasting or both. If perlite is soft and frillable, um, ripping is employed with a significant cost savings. I don't exactly think that makes sense. That's a bad note. Cross that out. Forget about it. Blasting is required when perlite cannot readily be broken in broken apart using rippers. Um, well, both perlite and vermiculite, which I have not talked about yet, are used and they aid in water retention. Perlite is more porous and tends to allow water to drain much more readily than vermiculite. This makes perlite a more suitable addition to potting soils for plants that do not require a very moist media, such as cactus soils, or for plants that thrive in a well-draining soil. And let me tell you, every time I read a Description, what do they want? A well-draining soil. I haven't met anything yet that wants to live in swampland. Um, horticultural perlite is made by exposing perlite to heat, which causes the trace water contained in the perlite to expand, popping the perlite like popcorn. And it expands 13 times its former size. The final product is a very lightweight, stone-like substance. This, the superheated perlite is comprised of tiny air compartments. This results in incredibly lightweight material. I think I can pick up a four cubic foot bag, which is like maybe five to eight pounds a cubic foot. So it's very light. Let's see here. Now, why do we want to use it? Well, honestly, if you use perlite, it's really cheap. So it lets you make your soil even cheaper at home um, than purchasing a pre-made and it makes it easier because you can start purchasing those pre-mixed bags, which are mostly filled with that anyway. You can just purchase perlite, which is way cheaper, and then just add it to your own potting soil. Makes things a lot easier. Um, let's see. Perlite is considered a nuisance dust by regulatory agencies, just so you're aware. So you need to make sure you can take every effort possible to control the perlite dust. If you've ever thrown a bag of perlite and seen the dust fly off of it, it does not look so good. It does not look very pleasant. So you want to make sure you cover your eyes and your mouth when you're working with it, if you're going to be messing with a whole big bag. 
Um, let's see here. Um, oh, there is, however, something else you should be considered when you grow with perlite, which a lot of people don't know. So when you grow a plant with perlite, you need to be aware that it can cause a fluoride burn, um, which it obviously has in it, and that basically appears as a brown chip on your houseplants. So when you get that brown chip on your houseplants or any of your things that you're growing, you have fluoride, fluoride burn. Sorry, I can't speak today. It's another one of those days. So it's kind of cool to know that that's what perlite is used for. The other interesting thing you want to know about perlite is one very, very important thing. It is considered a non-organic additive. So if you're an organic grower, you don't want to be using anything that involves perlite. Um, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about vermiculite next. Um, let's see. I have time for that now because my only at eight minutes. Hey, keeping it short. Okay, here's the interesting thing about vermiculite. It can be found in pine soils. Um, also, as we just talked about with the perlite. And most people kind of use them, I wouldn't say interchangeably because they really can't, but people do use them pretty commonly. Um, vermiculite is added to our pine soil. It increases water and nutrient retention and aerates the soil, resulting in healthier, more robust plants. Perlite may also be found in potting soils, but vermiculite is far superior for water retention, as we just said. Vermiculite, although less aeration than perlite, is the amendment of choice of, for water-loving plants. Here are some uses for vermiculite. We want to add vermiculite to soil for conditioning and lightening either alone or in conjunction with peat or compost. This will aerate the growth and promote anchorage for tender young rooting systems. You want to use vermiculite as a growing media, you'll also be able to enable the, enable the plant more easily because it will absorb the ammonia, potassium, calcium, and magnesium necessary for vigorous growth. Medium grade vermiculite can be used for direct root cuttings. Just through water, just add water and insert the cutting into the node. Use vermiculite alone or mix with soil or peat for seed germination. This will allow seeds to germinate more rapidly. If vermiculite is used without soil, feed the seedling a weak fertilizer solution of one tablespoon of soluble fertilizer per one gallon of water. Use this until the first leaf appears, which means you're cutting it because it's now a microgreen. Dabbing off is swat, through, is swat since vermiculite is sterile and the seedlings are easily removed without damage to the roots. Vermiculite half and half with soil or peat, or compost eliminates packed down soil in flowering beds and houseplants containers, which allow excellent aeration. Do you know why I really like it though? It's not about that they make it more aerated or whatever. Dude, they make it lighter. Have you ever picked up like a 55 gallon pot full of something? And it's heavy because it's all soil. But when you get to add in your vermiculite and perlite, it makes it way lighter. And I'm a fan of that. I think I have um, a few things growing outside in some perlite vermiculite mix with my soil. I love it. I have not loved that it's been hard to find lately. And a lot of people are talking about that's going to become an increasingly common thing and we're not going to be able to locate these items. So take heed, you heard it here. 
buy it when you can, use it when you can, and enjoy it while you can. Because if we can't get it, well, then you can't have it. So, there is your brief synopsis on verm vermiculite and perlite. Because we should really understand more about what we're putting into our soil. The other interesting thing is if you look at certain types of vermiculite, specifically vermiculite, obviously, um, a lot of them are known to contain, um, what is it, uh, the thing that's really bad, asbestos. Yes, the thing that's really bad for us, asbestos. So, think about that. Now, I don't believe that horticultural vermiculite is the same as the other vermiculite, but it is interesting to know that. So, in a pinch, no, you can't go to the hardware store and grab vermiculite and throw it together, because it might actually have asbestos in it. I don't think it will, but, I mean, it's possible. Um, probably not very likely, but, hey, I'm just going to tell you that it's in there. Because according to everything else, that's what they say. Um, I don't know when they stopped, but just so you're aware. Um, let's see, I think that's about it. Yes, that's it. Um, oh, and also another thing about vermiculite, it's fire resistant and odorless, just so you know. Okay, so you've got it. Okay, you're good. Now, I would buy that and add it to my own compost or my own mix and keep my soil lighter that way. Although typically I use um, Ocean's Forest, um, uh, Fox Fire, Fox Farm, geez, Fox Farm, uh, Ocean's Forest because it's the soil that I like. Um, as the bags are light, I can carry them, although I don't have to. There's a nice guy who loads my car every time I go, which is grateful. But find what works for you. And I will tell you that while everyone says, the one question I hear the most, do you want to grow with mat, screens, the screens, that, or soil? Guess what? I grow with all three. Sometimes my crop needs something different. Sometimes the temperatures outside, even though I will grow inside, can have an effect on my crops. So I do things differently based on what the crops need. My goal is to have the best germination rate possible for my, and to have the healthiest plants possible. So I do what I have to. I'm not opposed to any one of the medias. If it can provide a substantial germination and a good product, it's fine with me. You guys have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you next week.